morning, good morning, good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, for God has just been so good to us. He's been better to us than we've been to ourselves, and we're just so grateful to be here in a place of worship one more time. Amen. I don't know about you, but I know people are sick, and all kinds of things are going, and the weather's been up and down, and and we've been all around, but I'm just grateful. If you are in your right mind, if you know that you have the um, the faculty of your limbs this morning and you can clap your hands and you can say hallelujah, how many of you just just grateful? I'm just in the spirit of gratitude and just being grateful for there are so many who wanted to move today, so many who wanted to clap their hands today, so many that wanted to be able to praise God today, and some of them are not even here. I know we seem like we say that every single week, but every single week is still true. Every single week, God has still been good, and he's been so good to us, and I'm just grateful, grateful, grateful for whom all blessings flow. I thank you for the, um, praying for me over the many travels that I had over the last week. Amen. You know, um, pastor's already back in the road. It's the new year. Amen. And got some more we got to do, but I'm just grateful for all of you all who continue on. Amen. Even when I'm not here, and we're just grateful for all that he's done and all that he continues to do for us. Amen. As we go forward this morning. So without any further ado, I'm not going to hold hold you up or anymore, but I'm going to ask as we go into our praise and worship service on today that you give God some praise. If you're in your home, you're in your car, or you're watching on the replay, God is worthy to be praised. So at this time, we're going to turn it over to our wonderful praise and worship leader, um, Sister Johnson. Let me see if I get uh, going on here. Amen. I had a little difficulty. All right, I think we're good to go. Hallelujah. Good morning, Safe House. Good morning. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. I just came to give God some glory, some honor, and some praise on this morning. I just want to praise you forever and ever. And for all you've done for me, blessings and glory and honor, they all belong to you. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing. Praise you forever and ever and ever for all you've done for me. Blessings and glory and honor, they Blessings and glory 
and ever for all you've done for me. Blessings and glory and honor, they all belong to you. Blessings and Each moment 
How many of you know it was his grace? It was nothing but his mercy that brought us through, that brought us to this very point, this very hour, this very moment. Nothing but God's grace and his mercy. It's your grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Your grace and mercy. This morning, I gotta say that I love you, Jesus. I worship and I adore you. And I just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. How many of you that your testimony? Lord, I love 
him more than anything. You love him more than your, your house, more than your car, more than your spouse, more than anything you've ever possessed. I love you, Jesus, more than anything. I love you, Jesus. I'm just kind of stuck right there. It's another song that said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. We call him Master, Savior, Jesus. Like a fragrance after the rain. I call him Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim that kings and kingdoms they will all pass away but there's something about that name Jesus Jesus just something about that name. We call him Master, Savior, Jesus. Like a sweet fragrance after the rain.
will pass away, my children will pass away, but there's something God bless you this morning. Uh, God bless you this morning, safe house. Just remember that there's always going to be something about that name because kings and kingdoms, they'll all pass away, but there's always going to be something about that name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, as she continues to play this morning. Will you just give your give his name some honor and praise this morning for God has just been so good to us. He's been better to us than we have been to ourselves, and we're just so grateful to him this morning. Grateful for all that he's done and all that he continues to do, all that he's made us to be. Amen. I'm just so grateful, grateful, grateful for God. It's good, and he's so, so worthy to be praised. Would you put your hands up to him right now and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the big wins. Lord, I thank you for the small wins. Lord, I thank you. Lord, you, for you didn't have to allow it to be as good as it is, oh God. And I'm just grateful, Lord, you. We're grateful this morning for there's something about that name. We know that name is love. We know that name is power. We know that name is salvation. We know that name is strength. We know that name is above every name. We know that name to be a provider. We know that name to be a healer. We know that name to be a rock, Lord G, in a weary land, oh God. We know that name to be water, oh God. We know that name, Lord Jesus, to bubble up in our soul, oh God. We know that name, Jesus, oh God, Lord G, Emmanuel with us, oh God. God of most high, Lord Jesus, El Shaddai, the lily of the valley and the bright and morning star, that rose of Sharon, oh God, that balm in Gilead, oh God. And Lord Elohim, El Shaddai, Lord Jesus, Lord, we just thank you. Jehovah Jireh, Lord G, Jehovah Sikadu, God Almighty, Lord, and we thank you, Lord G, for all that you've done and all that you continue to do for us on this morning. Hallelujah. We just praise your name this morning. How many of you feel like praising him this morning? How many of you feel like giving his name the honor and the praise for God has been good? Amen. He's been better than good. He's been better than good. Amen. He's been better than good. Some of you got some things 
already in 2023 that is moving in your direction. I know that some of you that have things that's going on already, sickness and all kinds of stuff, but through it all, God has already brought you through. Through it all, he's already protected you. Some of you already got jobs and got promotions and some of you have gotten things removed off your credit and all kinds of stuff. But I don't know about you, but I'm excited what God is doing in 2023, the year of Rehoboth, amen, for he is so good to us and I'm just so grateful. Let us go into a word of prayer. Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning. Lord, we just want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us in our right mind. We thank you for the activity of our limbs. We thank you for clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, oh God, food in our stomachs, oh God, clean water to drink. All these things, Lord, that we so often take for granted, oh God, the other countries don't have, Lord. I'm grateful to be a citizen of the United States, Lord. I'm grateful for things as well as they are, Lord. They're not perfect, oh God, but Lord, you said that the government rests upon your shoulders, Lord. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, you for life, health, and strength, oh God. We thank you for our loved ones, oh God, those who we connect with, oh God, Lord, that things are going as well as they are, oh God, Lord. We trust you, Lord, for our faith is not in man, oh God, but it's in you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, you for the members of the Safe House Church, oh God. We thank you for their faithfulness to this ministry, oh God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for their support of this ministry, oh God, Lord Jesus. And, and ultimately, Lord, in this support of you, Lord, as we follow you, Lord, as we walk in by faith and not by sight. Lord, I ask that you touch sick bodies on this morning, oh God. For there's members of the Lord who have some sickness in their body, oh God, and they suffer with colds and all kinds of stuff. But Lord, I ask that you be that bomb that's in Gilead, oh God, Lord, that you touch them, Lord Jesus, Lord. Renew them, oh God. Heal them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, oh God. Strengthen them, oh God. Lord, continue to open up doors and make ways, Lord. Bless financially, oh God. Show them where to go and where not to go, what to do and what not to do, what to say and, and how to say it, oh God, Lord. And we just thank you for all that you've done, oh God. Lord, I ask you continue to touch our musicians, oh God. Lord, I ask you continue to bless them and keep them, open up doors for them, oh God. Bless them, oh God, like only you can. Love on them, oh God, like only you can, Lord. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we just honor you, Lord, you for all all that you've done and all that you continue to do, Lord. We thank you for houses and cars and homes, oh God. But Lord, we thank you most importantly for our life, oh God. Those things that are not tangible, oh God. Those things that are unseen, oh God. Lord, you the soundness of mind, oh God. For that people who have all these things, oh God, yet they don't have their mind, oh God. And I thank you for mind, Lord G. I thank you for presence, oh God. I thank you for strength, oh God, Lord G. Knowing and knowing how to go forward, Lord Jesus, as we follow you, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, and we love you, Lord. And ask that you touch every member of the safe house, oh God. Touch all of those under the sound of my voice, Lord G. Touch our governors, oh God, and our, and our president, oh God. Lead and guide them, oh God. For you told us, Lord Jesus, to pray even for crew leaders, oh God. And Lord Jesus, for they all serve because you allowed them to serve, Lord. And we're just grateful, Lord, and we honor you, Lord. And we praise your name. And we give your name all the honor and all the praise. Forgive us for all our sins, those known or unknown to us, Lord. Strengthen us and keep us, Lord Jesus. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you all. Love you all on today, I know. This God is just so good. I know we're here at another, it's a rainy time here in our area here in the triad, amen. Nonetheless, but God is good, and I'm just so grateful to him whom all blessings flow, amen. I know we had one or two technical glitches on me. I, I, You know, sometimes I forget exactly how I have things set up, but nonetheless, God is good, and everybody is here, and all is well, and I'm just so grateful to be here before you yet again, amen. Anytime I get to address God's people, and get to spend time with God's people. It is a great day and it's a beautiful day, amen. And I'm just so grateful to each and every one of you who tune in each and every week, those who are members here of the Safe House Church that you not only just tune in, but you, you support and you pray, amen, and we come together. Um, 
during those times of prayer, amen. Thank you um, for those who just continuing on in our prayer service, amen, even though I was not able to be there um, a couple of times this week, but God is good and he's worthy to be praised. And part of this is that, you know, it, it ain't that it's just, you know, it's about me. It's not about me at all, amen, but we all, that we can get in there and we can pray together, amen, and we can draw strength from one another, amen. So the prayer is critical to this ministry and it's important. And I'm telling you that it's critical to your life and you should make sure Amen. That you have a good, strong prayer life. Amen. Amen. And I'm just so grateful to all of you all that are there in the chat. Amen. Those who are watching by way of telecast, those who might be leaving, listening on the podcast. I do believe there is a word from the Lord on today that I'm to share with you and to, to um, um, share with you that uh, would change your life. Amen. To have you thinking about things a little differently. Amen. And I'm just grateful for that. I'm uh, grateful. Um, if this is your first time watching, we are the Safe House Church of Greensboro, North Carolina. And um, we're just so um, elated for you to be here. We work on three principles we believe God has called us to. And those three, uh, we call it DEA, Discipleship, Empowerment, and Accountability. Discipleship in that we're going to work with you and we're going to walk with you and we're going to talk with you. And then accountability, I mean, um, in, empowerment in that we're going to empower you to use the gifts and talents that God has given you. And then lastly, accountability, that we have to be accountable for what we do, what we say, and our actions, amen. And that's a part of our personal responsibility that I believe that God has given us, amen, here in the earth. And I'm just here to tell you that God is good. When you're walking in the light and you're walking in um, the beautiful light, amen, God just has a way of doing things. And I had a, um, I don't even count, I used to say that these things were ironic or weird, but now I kind of expect them. Because nothing is ironic or weird when you're in connection with God. As I was sitting in the airport on Friday morning there in New Jersey, getting ready to board my plane to come back, and um, there was a lady who asked, um, an uh, older Korean lady who asked to sit beside me there, you know, and obviously, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, you can sit there. Nobody's sitting there. You know, have a seat. You know, she had a cane, and, and she proceeded to sit beside me, and as she was sitting beside me, she started talking to me. Now I had my earbuds in. You know how you know I noticed it this day and time, especially when you're traveling. Everybody got something in their ear. Everybody got their phone out. I mean, it's it looks like and I've and I've actually stopped, especially in the airport. I've stopped sometimes and just people watch, and everybody has their head down, and everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing this, and I was just thinking to myself, man, how un uncognitive. Well, I ain't gonna say cognitive. Um, how unassuming that we are. That we just bury our lives and our heads in these phones and not talk, you know, even talk to people. Amen. And she started to talk to me. So I stopped because I was listening to an audio book and I stopped what I was listening to and start to um, entertain the conversation with her. And we was, you know, going back and forth. And then the next thing she asked, she said, are you a pastor? <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I felt like I felt like Peter, there, Peter in the Bible there for a minute, in a minute you know, because sometimes when you're traveling things and. Stuff like that, you know, you get in place, maybe you don't want to be bothered or whatever. And I know that, you know, they remember they asked Peter, that, you know, my name is Peter, so that's just, um, you know, no pun intended. But they asked um, um, Peter in the Bible, say, do you know Jesus? And they were like, no, I don't know the man, remember? And remember, because um, Jesus had told him that Peter, that he would deny him, I think, what, three times before the, um, the crow crocked. Amen. And I felt my, I felt that spirit come on me. Amen. And, you know, the first thing I was going to, I won't gonna say anything. But she asked, and then I was like, yes, I am. And um, and as we started to talk, and she started to tell me 
about the uh, ministry that God blessed her and her husband to start here 40 years ago here in the city of Greensboro, a Korean um, church. Amen. And obviously, you know, she invited us out and said, you know, they have service every morning at five o'clock. I'm like, whoo. So 5 a.m. every morning, the Presbyterian Korean church here in Greensboro has service. And, you know, she invited me out. She said, we need to connect. And, you know, this lady was probably, she's at least in her 70s or 80s. Amen. And she was traveling alone because she said it was on her bucket list to go see the Northern Lights. So she traveled by alone um, to go see the Northern Lights. It's one of her bucket things. And she was just sitting there telling me about the goodness of Jesus and, and how good God has been to them since they came to the United States. Amen. And um, she was not first generation American, but she came to the United States, her and her husband to start a ministry and that they were working. And, and you know, you just connect with good people and, you know, um, the spirit knows the spirit. Amen. And for her to connect, and she was so encouraging to me um, and uh, hopefully encouraging to this ministry. And since she was telling us and she asked, she said, so where's your church? And, you know, and we was going on. And I was telling her, I said, well, we don't have a building yet. We doing that. She reminded me. She told us about their story. She said, oh, yeah, for years we were in the Presbyterian, the basically, the, you know, the traditional white Presbyterian church. And we was renting their church out from them while they, when they didn't have a church, we came in and had a church until we got our own. And now 40 years later, they have this um, strong ministry here, Korean church here in Greensboro, North Carolina. So that encouraged my heart as a pastor, you know, cause we go through things. And sometimes when you go through these things, you look and say, okay, I can't talk to this one. I can't talk to that one. And most of the time people don't even want to hear it, you know, cause it comes across as what complaining, amen, or, or, or moaning or griping, amen. But God knows how to send somebody just in time to, you know, the poker you say, you know what, let's see what the end is going to be. Amen. So I'm encouraged this morning. Amen. I actually took a picture with her and I was going to post it, but I forgot to put it up. But um, I'm encouraged this morning. I am encouraged to know that God is still what, that he is able and that he will do exactly what he said he's going to do. Amen. And um, I want to remind you of that. Amen. That God is able and that he will do exactly what he said He's going to do. So whatever it is that God has promised you, that you hold on to that promise and know that in due season, um, God is not marked. Whatever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Amen. And I believe that God is going to do all that he's promised us. Amen. If, if God said it, then you got to believe that it will definitely come to pass. If God said it, believe that it will come to pass. Amen. So that's. Y'all heard enough of my travel adventure. And this kind of things happen to me all the time. And God knows exactly when to send, who to send, and how to send them. And it, and it happens a lot. So that also would go a little bit into our message on today that I believe God has given for us to share um, with you. So on today, I want to share, and I'm not going to be before you long. Amen. I'm just grateful um, for all of you all being here. Amen. For God is blessing you and keeping you alive. And he's still opening up doors and changing lives. Amen. And um, we're just so grateful um, as we continue to grow in ministry, as we continue to grow in who God has called us to be and what he's called us to do and what he's called us to say and how he's called us to say it. Amen. Uh, I'm here to remind you today, you don't know the influence that you have. I want to remind you today that you do not know the influence that you have. I think it was Maya Angelou who said it, that um, what we fear the most is that we are way more powerful than we ever thought we um, were. And that's paraphrasing that, amen. And and I'm here to tell you today that you are way more powerful than you ever thought that you were. 
And because of that, we also have to keep that, you know, that we own ourselves to know that all that I have, I have is because of him. It's nothing that I've done that was so great, that was so wonderful, because I'm nothing but filthy rags. This is nothing but dust, amen. And at the end of the day, it'll go back to being dust. So if you would um, labor with me for a few moments here, um, I have a word from the Lord I want to share with you on today. I don't think there was any more um, things that I needed to share or say with you on today. All right, so if you would open your Bibles um, with me to the book of Ecclesiastes. I like Ecclesiastes. Wonderful book. If I memory serves me correct, I think it was a book that was written by Solomon. Amen. And then we're going to go to Matthew. And what you're going to find is you're going to find two familiar scriptures here that oftentimes you're going to probably heard them read as one. Um, oftentimes, I know I've done it a number of times and I still do it. May have done it today. Um, but these are two separate scriptures. Amen. But we're going to talk about them today. <laughs> so we want to go to Ecclesiastes 9 and 10. I'm going to do 10 through 11 and then Matthew 24 and 13. So I'm going to go ahead and get you to put a thumb in there. And I'm going to switch over to our Bible app here. Always um, using the Blue Letter Bible app. Um, great app. I just enjoy using it so much. All right. So we... Ecclesiastes 9 and 10, um, and then we got Matthew 24, 13. All right, let's, let us read. And it says this. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. Do all you can. And in the words of Deion Sanders, dominate. Whatever it is you put your hand to do, dominate. 11 says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise nor yet riches to men of understanding nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. Read that last part again. But time and chance happen to them all. Now let's flip over to Matthew 24 and 13. 24 and 13, and it says, But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. But he that endure until the end, the same shall be saved. All right, so I was going to use for a subject today. I want to come to you from the matches of the near win. The near win. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning. Lord, we just want to say we thank you. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for being in my right mind. Lord Jesus, in my body, in my heart, body, soul, and spirit. Lord, to be who you call us to be. Lord, you to do what you call us to do. Lord, I ask that you help us today as we project this word. 
Lord Jesus, that it be nourishment to their spiritual bodies, oh God. Lord Jesus, that they inspire us them, oh God. Lord Jesus, that they go a little further, oh God. That they push a little bit more, Lord Jesus. That they are more attentive, Lord Jesus, and going and do the things that you call them to do. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just love you, Lord, and we just praise you, Lord, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, Lord Jesus, the glory and the power, Lord, for us, yours and yours alone. For we dare not touch that glory. For in all the ways, Lord, we acknowledge you, Lord, and you say that you would direct our path. As you bless this word, keep this word, Lord. Strengthen us in Jesus' name. Amen. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So let's talk about the, the near wind. The near wind. The near wind. So as we talk about this, this the near wind, what is the near wind? Um, oftentimes now we're in the, the season of Super Bowl time. And in the Super Bowl time, we know now these, these teams are playing. They will be playing later on this afternoon. And get to the point and there's somebody that's going to be a winner and that's going to be a uh a team that loses amen and we put so much focus on the team that wins you know we asked who won the super bowl last year many could tell you who won but they can't tell you who came in second place uh we asked who won the nba championship they many probably can tell you who won but many cannot tell you who went in second place our world is built around this thing of winning. Here in the United States, we are a country full of competition. Um, I think about it and I see with my son and I see the games that he plays and the things that he does as a child and he likes competition. Um, he likes the thing that I am better than somebody else, amen. And we have a world that's built off that. We compete on everything. We compete who has the better car and who has the better this and who has the better house and who has the the better looking wife and who has the better, I mean, we are at a point now that everything is a competition. They even made a, a, a show called The Bachelor where they actually were in competition to figure out who is um, the better um, the better bride for this person, amen. Even down to, right, the thing now we have even slap competitions. If you've been on the social media the last couple of days, you see people are just slapping to see who can slap each other the best. The best. This is some of the stuff that we find ourselves in that sometimes, you know, I would think about, you know, I wouldn't want to be slapped. Uh, as a kid, I remember that was a punishment. So why would I want to see if I can be the best slapper? But I digress, amen. And and we find ourselves, as the Bible was talking about here, that we be in perilous times. And, and in the Ecclesiastes, here that this statement was said that it, um, um that the race um that you know these devices and all these things that we do that whatever we do we should do with all our heart all our mind our body our soul and our spirit because when we go to the grave then when you're in the grave none of these things can be done anymore. Um, I have a, I have a friend of mine, Amen. That what he's saying is it's full throttle and no um no breaks, Amen. Full throttle and no breaks simply meaning that whatever he put his hand to do that he's gonna go all the way out. Amen, and 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 not look at stopping at all. That he's gonna go all the way out, and he's gonna give it all his might and all his strength, because nobody knows the day or the hour that man, um, that the Son of God shall return. But we do know and believe that he is returning with us. And as we read this scripture here, and he's talking about that the race is not given to the swift, uh, nor the battle to the strong. And many times here we tell ourselves today that you know, in the spirit of competition, that. 
the battles are given to those who are the strongest and those who are the fastest and those who are this. And this is in terms of what we believe in the world, amen. But remember, the Bible told us to be in the world, but not of the world. And if we are in the world and we start to believe like the world, then we find ourselves caught up in this rat race of everything is a competition, that everything that we do is a competition, that we have to be you know, this person and we have to be that. And then what happens is we start to do things that are outside of our character. We do things that are unethical. We do things that whatever we do to get ahead. Why? Because this is how the world competes. It says win at all costs. You know, if it's a battle at all costs. And no matter what I need to do to get ahead of my brothers or sisters, which means that if I have to step on them, if I have to hurt feelings, if I have to take things from them, if I have to remove things from them that may rightfully belong to them, then for me to win, that means that's what I got to do. They used to have a saying that said, if you ain't cheating, then you ain't trying. And you know, so here we find we have to be careful, brothers and sisters, that we don't get caught up in this rat race or this thing of the world. Amen. This is why the Bible tells us and he reminds us here that the race is not given to the swift because we're not running the same kind of race that they're running. That the battle is not given to the strong because we're not running the same kind of um, we're not in the same kind of battle that they are. Because God will give me strength beyond my strength. He'll give me knowledge beyond my knowledge. He'll give me power beyond my power. He'll give me influence beyond my influence that the world said. He said, bread neither to the wise. Just because I made some good financial decisions and stuff doesn't mean that necessarily that all of this is going to be falling to me because you can do all these things and make great decisions for 10 straight years and make one poor decision and take what we call a haircut, amen, and now what you're fighting for your economic economic life. And he said, well, that all these understandings and, and these favors did not always go to men of skill, but what time and chance happened to them all. Let's talk about time and chance happened to them all. Well, number one, if I was you for my note takers today, number one, I want you to realize that you are a, a product of time, amen. That one of the things and one of the, the pitfalls that you have against you when you're in competition and you're fighting against something is usually competition is based on time. That time is one of those things that's our most precious commodity. I believe time is the number one thing I have because I don't know how much of it I have left. Amen. And I know, but I do know that my time is a end. That I do have a finite amount of time on this earth. So therefore, to do anything and everything I can do, we can make money. Money can be made. Amen. You can put yourself in a situation or a circumstance that you can make money, but you cannot produce more time. We see people who are in the hospitals and who are all in all kinds of places trying to get what more time on their clock in that if they got sickness in their body and if they're not feeling well, the whole point of this is what? To add more time. So your time is based on your morality. Amen. Not your morality, but your mortality. Amen. And your mortality. What? How am I? How much time do I have left that I'm closed in this body and with this body? And if God didn't open up the door, if God didn't give me more time, if God didn't, you know, have changed the date that he has for me, then I would, I have a certain end. So everything I'm doing is based on time. And we're talking about the time in the near wind. As we talk about this whole year, the year being a Rehoboth, that God has opened up spaces. What I want to know is what are you doing with your time? This is an individual question. This is a, a rhetorical question, but also a pundit, um, a pundit question directly to you. What are you doing with your time? You know, one of the things that God has been working on me here lately is that, Peter, I've been spending too much time doing too many different things. Uh, I know for years I've scratched myself thin. I know for years, and that was very intentional because I knew there were things I was trying to do because I don't know how much time I have, and I don't know how much time that I have left. Amen. So, therefore, I wanted to do everything I could do and everything I wanted to do and everything I thought I wanted to do in this time that I have because I understand that mortality 
is upon me. That's one of the things, one of the, the wages of sin, amen. The Bible said that the wages of sin is death, but yet the gift of God is eternal life. If you notice here, now when you get eternal life, that's life everlasting. Life everlasting means what? Life without time. Oh, come on, somebody. Life without time. So now if I have life that's everlasting, I have life without time, then that means I'm not bound by time. Therefore, I can take my time to do whatever it is that I want to do because I know I have endless time. This is why what the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Eternal life giving you what more time is a gift from God. Giving you time to do things is a gift from God. And this is one thing that we don't have a whole lot of because what the Bible tells us, the man's days are short and full of trouble. So therefore, I got to do what I need to do. We used to sing a song in the old church that I need to get my time in because payday is coming after a while. So I'm asking you today, what are you doing with your time? Are you wasting all your time scrolling through social media? Are you wasting all your time playing video games? Are you wasting all your time chasing dollars and doing all kinds of things that you look back and you realize that what this is not important? I remember a couple of weeks ago, I had to make some decisions about some things and I had to stop and I had to catch myself. And Peter, does this really make sense for you to do this? Yes, you might want to do this. And yes, you might have obligated yourself and maybe you over obligated yourself, but you got to look at in time, what does this matter? So I'm asking you to do some self introspection today. If we're talking about the near wind, how does time matter to you? The second thing that comes out in this scripture is your talent. Your talent. The Bible is very clear. It says that what? Nor yet favor to men of skill. That even though you have skill, even though you're talented, God is what? The Bible said that the what? That gifts are given without repentance. So they talents and the things that we have, everybody has them. Amen. I, for one, believe that we all have the same equal amount. This is just me. But it's just in different areas. So it may take you more time to find where yours is. But I do believe you have the same one. Because God is what? He's a fair and he's a just God. So if he gave me 10, then... He's probably giving you 10 too. You just got to find out where your 10 are. Some people find theirs a little easier than others do. Mm -hmm. But that's just me. That's Ely 101. You ain't got to take that. I'm not saying that's Bible. But nonetheless, what you do have talents, amen. And those talents are to be used. You know, like we read in verse 10, he says, whatever you find in your hand to do, that means whatever your talent is that you do or what? Do it with all your might. Uh-huh. There's no work. Because what? If it's your talent, then you don't have to work at it very hard. If it's something that you do fairly easy, I see my wife all the time. And part of her thing is that she has a really good eye for the core. And she can just look in there. She can go in the store and pick stuff together and pull it out and put it together. And say, oh, and you look at it. It's so beautiful. For me, that would be a task. So for me, that is work. And if it's work... <laughs> then where I don't want you know if it, if it's work it's it's not part of my talent in that sense amen so so you know these things are you know it's our talent so since it's our talent it's not work it's not work for me to sit here and and and, and, and teach and expire on all this why because this is part of what my talent is so I work at it to make it better but it's what my talent is he said no device no knowledge no wisdom what in the grave so all these things what are you using your talents for. What are you been sitting on? What is it that you do that you know you do better than other people, but you just refuse to use it? I'm talking to you people of God. I'm talking to you, Safe House Church, because there are so many talented individuals here in our church, amen, but we need that talent to what to now be what kinetic in the sense that you're doing something more and doing it for the kingdom. And then most of you know, the number one thing was, well, Pastor, I don't have time. This is why we talked about time first. Because we can choose to make time to do whatever it is we want to do. So here what? The near wind. We talk about what? 
So time is based on what your mortality, amen, that we do have a finite amount of time. It's not infinite, amen. But then what we also have talent that he's given us talent and he's given us things to do. All right. So then the next thing in this is that what? Your genes. All right. You know what I mean by my genes, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. That some people believe, well, I'm just, I just was not born to do this. Or I, I, I just don't have this in me to do. I was not born into the, the right family or the right thing. The Bible tells us with God where all things are possible. All things are possible. So what we cannot limit what we do based on our genes. You know, um, we, we, we can, you know, our pedigree. Pedigree is important. It's no question about that. But what you do with that, you can have all the right pedigree and, and waste all the talent and all that and, and, and waste the time too. So this is what the Bible is talking about that, you know, that it says with understanding and the skill that just because you have all this stuff, you have smarts and you have favor, doesn't mean that you're automatically going to win. You can have all of these things going for you and yet still not win. So at the end of the day, what are you talking about, Pastor? When we talk about the near win, we talk about those who are so close yet still so far. We're talking about those who are yet yeah, you're near the win, but you're right at the finish line and you're about to quit. You're right at the finish line and you're about to throw in the towel. You done came all this way, you done did all this work. You one class away from finishing the degree and you're ready to quit. You 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 one year from retirement and you're ready to throw in the towel. You know, because you had one bad day or you had one bad experience. And, and now you're at this point, And I want to encourage you this morning that you're near the win. You're so near the win. And so many times what we look at, you know, the competition, we look at others around us and say, okay, that this person is better and this person has done this and this person has done that. And we keep comparing ourselves to all those around us. But God has already set us up and say, look, this is where I need you to run. I need you to run this race. And the Bible said that well, I, as you run this race, that what? That if you endure to the end, that what you're gonna win. If you're gonna endure to the end, that ye shall be saved. If you endure to the end, that I have a purpose and I have an intent for you, and I already have a reward that's set up for just you. Will you endure to the end? Will you endure to the end? So on today, I want to do something a little different as we continue to talk about. I want to share with you a video. I want to share with you a video about a young lady. Amen. And this young lady was running, let me give you some context about this. This young lady was running a, a, a Ironman competition. And if you know anything about an Ironman competition, they run, they swim, I think it's about two miles first. They bike like another 100 miles. And then they run a marathon for about, two, uh, which is like 26.1 miles or something like that. Okay. Now in this, this is a feat of what? Of a race that, you know, you, you run and you, you're doing your very best. But what is very interesting about this young lady is that this is the first race she's ever ran. And the first marathon, I mean, Ironman competition that she's done. And not only did this is the first one she's done, she didn't do it for any um, prize or anything, but she actually did it for a class project. Her class project was that she had to have so much data and things for, you know, um, as a, I think it was a, a uh, as a PE major or a physical education major, she had to have so many credits and stuff to do this. So she went and said, well, I'm going to run this Ironman competition out in Hawaii um, as my project. And I want you to watch what happens as I, um, I flip over here into this video. Hopefully everything works the way it needs to work. 
fell in Kailua Kona and exhausted Julie Moss was clearly in trouble. Quickly back on her feet, but again her body said no more. Moss would walk methodically down Alihi Drive, now just a few hundred yards from the finish line. Just 30 yards from victory, Moss fights against a body that is shutting down. ABC's cameras captured this drama. struggled trying to balance as if on an earthquake, her worst fears were realised as Kathleen McCartney runs past her into first place, just yards from the finish. Unsure of her position of what had happened, McCartney had to be told she'd won by race volunteers at the finish. Moments later, Julie Moss crawled to the finish line in one of the most memorable moments in the history of ABC's wide world of sports. Millions of Americans watched mesmerized by Moss's courage and determination. Everyone who saw it was moved, and history has shown us that from that day forward, the Iron Man would never be the same. you saw that as powerful as I've seen it. In that video, you noticed there was a young lady that was running a race. I told you earlier, and as I gave you some contact, that this lady had never ran a race before in her life. For some reason, she got the gall to say that, you know what, I'm going to run this Ironman race, and I'm going to use this information for my schoolwork. Because I needed this to be part of my senior project. And as this lady ran this race, she found herself in first place. She had not trained. She had not expected to be there. But now she finds herself in first place against all these other individuals who have been training for months, who have been professionals, who have been working out, have been doing all this stuff. They've been working on their own you know, their skill. They have been using their own talents. They've been you know working up their gene pool. They have professional companies behind them. Yet, here it is. This person who has um, so to speak, nothing going for her. Nothing did she have going for her. And now here she is, out of the blue, in the head of this race. Sometimes, I know brothers and sisters, we have to look at it. And God has us sometimes in the head of the race. I know people look at us and, you know, they say that God is, you know, they, they, they see things that we do and, and things that God endures that God is open for us. They wonder how did you get the way you got 
and 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 why the things are the way they are for you and and why you know you moving the way that you move and why you going where you going and I'm here to tell you today that it's nothing that we've done but it's God's goodness and mercy but watch this as you notice and you watch that race that she kept what she kept falling she was less than 30 yards 30 yards most of you could throw a basketball 30 yards well I ain't gonna say a basketball 30 but at least a baseball 30 yards from the finish line. After a mile, a race of hundreds and hundreds, I mean, hundred over 100 miles, here she is less than 30 yards from the finish. And her body starts to fail her. What you don't know is if you go in and you Google and you find out a little bit more about this young lady, her body started to fail her to the point that her organs started to shut down. She literally pooped her pants on the finish line. You didn't get to see that because it was so dark. It's a grainy, it's an old video. This is 1982. But her body functions, she started to, to urinate on herself. And yet she had the will inside of her, inside of her to say, well, I'm going to concede this thing to the end. I've come too far for me to quit now. If it means that I have to be embarrassed, if it means that if I have to lose my bodily fluids, if I have to crawl my way to the finish line, that I've come too far to let God down. I come too far to let him him down and all that he's done for me. All this that I shouldn't have been exposed to. All of this I shouldn't have been able to do. All of this that I, I, I'm going at a pace and now I find myself in the race. And then something critically happen, critical happens. While she's here and she's fighting against her body to make it to the finish line, her competitor, the person who was in competition with her, runs by her right at the finish line. Now, those of you who are, who are in athletics and those who've been in competition before, you know how I, the pain of being in second place. You know, I've been in a lot of um, athletic competitions and the pain of being in second place is like, oh. Because you always second guessing yourself like, if I would have did this, would this have changed? If I would have did that, that would have that change. I'd rather be in a situation where I've gotten blown out, meaning beat be by a bunch of points, than me to be lose like by one point or by two points. Because it's always in my mind, what if I changed that play? What if I did this? What if I did that? And the Bible reminds us that what time and chance happens to us all. What do you mean by time and chance? Time and chance meaning that what? The Father knows. And all we ought to do is to, what? to stand in faith and believe. See, whether you saw it or not, she did not win that race. The other lady actually won that race. But the grit, the resiliency, the self-will, the determination won the crowd. And to this day, more people re remember that race. That, pe that Ironman race got more people interested in doing Ironmans than any other race of all time. In fact, more people know Julie Moss for being in second place because she wouldn't quit than they know the lady who actually even won the race. These two are now what tied together in history and you can find out about it. There's a lot of information about it because it's like I said, it's a famous race and it happened in like 1982. Probably for many of you were even born. But yet, did you not notice the near win actually got her to win? 
The near win because she kept it. She didn't give up. She kept going. Despite what happened, despite that she got everything out of the limitations out of her mortal body, she used all the all the, the effort that she had. She used everything she had. The Bible said that whatever you find your hand to do, do it with all what? With thy might. For there is no work, no device, nor with knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave where thou is going. So she had determined herself, well, if I'm going to finish this thing, I'm going to literally die trying. And she almost did. Right at the finish line. So yes, she finished second that time. But she really wanted the race. She wanted the race of knowing who she was. She wanted the race of knowing her boundaries. She not she wanted the race of being able to push herself. She wanted the race of knowing herself. I'm asking you today, do you know the race of yourself? Have you spent time with God that you know, Lord God, I got I got this time, Lord, but I've not been using my time wisely. Lord, I've not been using all my talents and all my skills and all my gifts and my abilities. Lord, I've not been dominating any area of my life. I've always just done enough just to get by. And God is asking us to dominate. So you won't be the near win that I almost could have, that I almost should have. But wait, he's telling you that you're not running a race against your brother and sister. You're running the race that he's giving you. And you know on the individual basis, I can't speak for what God has given you, but I only know what he's given Peter to do. So therefore, Peter's even more committed now to doing it with all his might and all his strength and all his might. And if I die doing it, then so be it. Because I know I would have did it with all my might, all my strength, and all my power. And everything he's given me. And, and know that well, at the end of the day, it's time and chance. Young people die. Old people die, but as long as my faith is in him, I believe that he would not take me home until my work is done. He would not take you home until your work is done. So while there's still day, you should be running as fast as you can run. You should be walking as fast as you can walk. You should be crawling. As if you got to crawl there, you got to crawl, go crawl. If you got to walk, you got to walk, walk. If you got to rest a little bit, but don't you quit, you're too close to the end. There's too much more to be done. There's too many people who depend on you. There's too many people who look up to you. There's too many people that you inspire that you don't even know you inspire. They're watching from afar. They may never say anything to your face. They may never call you on the phone and, and, and give you and give you hope and give you wisdom and give you praise. They may never do any of these things, but know that what that you are inspiring them, that God is using you as a witness to them, that God is using you to show you that what to show others what He's able to do if you're able to what? To stay in the the race and endure to the end. I know I passed a group of amazing people that God has given you all these talents and all this wisdom and all this knowledge, but I'm asking you today, what are you doing with it? Are you maximizing the moment? Are you maximizing what he's giving you or are you just doing enough just to get by? The Bible says it like this. He said, if you're lukewarm, then I will what? I will spew you out of my mouth. God is calling us not to be lukewarm, but he's calling us to be hot or cold. But I do understand this. Watch this. That is the difference between hot water and, and cold water is heat is applied. And at some point, as cold water has been heated up to be hot water, it is lukewarm at some point. It doesn't just go from cold from 30 degrees to 100 degrees. It's a what? 
a process. So what I'm trying to tell you to do, to, I'm, I'm trying to um, help you with today is to be inspired to keep in and stay in the process. Yeah, I know you're not where you used to be, but you're definitely not where God wants you to be. And I understand there's a process between that. So yes, you were cold and now you had lukewarm. And what I'm saying is let's not abandon the process. Just don't be satisfied with the near wind that I barely made it. I almost made it. No, let's dominate and go on all the way through and be hot. Because he said, if you look warm, I spew you out my mouth. If you look warm, that you're no good. You, what, what good are you? you? You're neither hot nor you're cold. See, cold water, we, we like to use that for drinking and, and, and doing all the kinds of things, right? But then hot water, we like to use that for cooking and all these other kinds of things. But the lukewarm water is no good because germs lie there. Things grow there. So he said, he'd rather you be hot or cold. But I understand, as you move along the process, don't abandon the process because if you abandon the process, you get stuck at lukewarm. And what God is asking us to do, don't let's don't be stuck at lukewarm. Wait, wait, if you endure to the end, that ye shall be saved. I'm asking you today, do you have to endure power? Are you willing to crawl to get to your destiny? Are you willing to push? Even when the crowd is not there cheering for you. Even when you're alone by yourself and it seems like nobody else cares and you don't understand what's going on. Are you willing to, to go the extra mile? Are you willing to walk that walk? Are you willing to open up that Bible? Are you willing to get on those knees and pray? Are you willing to give a little bit more? Are you willing to give a little bit more of yourself and say, okay, God, I've not given everything that I can give. I just get, can you, can we get out of the, you know, you got Cain and Abel. Can I get out of that, that, that Cain spirit to say, okay, this is just enough. That's why God didn't accept it because he wanted his best. And we give God just enough and think he's supposed to be satisfied with it. when he's the God of the universe and he asked us for our best. And when we give our best, what you find is that in turn, he gives us his best. And I'm here to tell you today that his best is far better than any best that I have. So let's not let's just trade. But what? Give him our best. That we make room for him in our lives. That we make room for him in our decisions. That we just don't make decisions and do things without considering him. That we just don't run and do stuff and, and say things without considering him. Because there's other people watching. I told you I was in the airport and the lady came up to me and she talked to me and she called me out. Korean lady. Last person I thought I would have a conversation with. She didn't know me from a can of paint, but at the same time she did know me. And there are others who know you. And because what you do matters, how you live matters. And if you're in sin undercover, it matters. Because we all feel the effect of it. Because then you don't get to produce what you're supposed to produce and you don't dominate. Because you got some baggage. The Bible says like this. He said, lay aside every weight that so easily beset you. Don't mean that everything you're doing is sin. But it also might mean that it might be weight. And what happens is if you lay the weight down to the side, you can move faster. You can get more done because it was never, you were never designed to carry that weight. The weight is something else that you picked up along the way. It was a bad habit that you picked up along the way. It was a bad friend that you picked up along the way. It was a bad, you know, 
thing that something you just got that got you so busy that you got so busy that you lost focus on what God wanted you to do. Pastor has some weights too. I have some things that they're not sin, but they keep me from doing other things. They become weights. And I know this is not easy stuff, but this is being a pastor today because I want to see you not be near the near win. I want you to win. I want you to be dominant in every area of your life. Especially the ones that he's giving you the talent to be because it doesn't take that much more work. And know that what it was God that giving you the talent. It's God that's giving you the giving you the, the ability. You know, all these things. That, this is not because of me. It's the God who lives inside of me. And if he's not living inside of me, then I can't do these things. Not at the level that I'm doing. So some, that's why people can look back at you and say, how do you get to do, how do you do this and do this and do this and do this? And they jealous. But I mean, well, I need you to be jealous of God because what God has put inside of me, I got to let it out. And he's giving us these things. He's giving you these things. He's giving you the ability to, to be able to speak to people. And God's giving you great influence over them. That they listen to what you say. And they actually do what you say do. God is giving you that influence. He's giving you that strength. He's giving you that power. And we are not to take it for granted. But then what? We are to continue to do what he's telling us to do. That we won't be near the near win. We just don't want to just be in it. We want to master the thing. And what I'm understanding as I'm reading more books and things and, and God is dealing with me, that I understand in this point of time in my life, and I hope that you get to this point and I understand this too, is that mastery doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Mastery is that I understand the things that I don't know. And, and since I understand the things I don't know, then I know how to go and seek help to get others to help me to do those parts that I don't know. And I'm able to incorporate the help of others to help them pull them along the way and to help them to reach their level of mastering too. You see what I'm saying? So it's often said, and, and I like this quote that I got and I, and I keep it with me now. The quote simply goes is this, that an amateur does it till they get it right. But a master or a professional does it till they cannot get it right, wrong. A master or an amateur does it till they get it right. But uh, I mean, an amateur does it to it, they get it right. But a master could, would do it until they cannot get it wrong. I'm asking you today, what are you mastering today? What is it that you dominate, God is giving you the ability to dominate until the point that you just don't even get it wrong? That you go forth and you just have gone complete and you understand that it's not you. But it's the power that lives inside of you. Because the Bible reminds us that what time and chance happen to them all. So therefore, what I'm to have the faith, the Bible said, but faith is the substance of things hoped for, yet the evidence of things not seen. So no, I don't see it, but I believe as we go forward that this time and chance is working in my favor. And God is faithful to them who are faithful to him. And he's a rewarder of them who are faithful. God bless you all. Love you all. I don't have any more for you today, but I hope that this word has found you where you are. Some of you are struggling. Those who are thinking about throwing in the towel. Things, those who are wondering, say, you know, I might well just quit. I'm telling you that don't quit. Learn to dominate in those areas of your life. Learn to master in those areas of your life. If you got to crawl, sometimes you crawl. If you got to rest a little bit, you rest, but you don't stop. 
You keep pushing, you keep going, and you run the race that God is giving you. Don't worry about those who are running by you. They're running their race. And you have to concentrate and focus on the race that God has given you. When God judges you on that judgment day, he's bringing you up. He's not going to say, oh, hey, why did you let Peter run past you? Why did you let Tom run by you? Why did you let um, Janie pass you by? That's not what he's going to say. He's going to say, well done, a good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things, and now I'll make you rule over many. Are you faithful to the call that God has given you? That's something you got to ask you. That's not something I can go in, I can examine and put this. But you got to remember, this salvation thing, this is an individual walk. We're collective, but we come together collectively to support. You know you better than you. You know the things that you think about. You know the things that you struggle with. You know the things that come out of your mouth. You know the things that you find yourself doing. You know the things that you do when you're alone. You know the things that, you know, the, the, the thoughts that you have. And it doesn't make you a bad person. Because we all have, we all have evil thoughts. It's not what goes into a man, but it's what, what comes out. And this is why what we rely on the Holy Ghost to say, hey, uh-uh. Lord, watch over me. Cleanse me. Lord, change my mind. Change my thoughts. Because somebody telling you that they don't do that, they lie. Because we all do. And this is what the Bible talks about. We warn against the flesh. The flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. But the flesh is weak. And this is what we're always fighting against. Can we put this flesh under subjection? And I'm here to tell you today, we cannot do it alone. But we do it through his power. God bless you all. I love you all. If this message has been a blessing to you, will you have a blessing and tithes and offering today? Here at the Safe House Church, we do our tithes and offer by way of the Cash App. The cash App, you can find us at Dollar Sign Safe House Church GSO. Again, it's Dollar Sign Safe House Church GSO or PayPal.me forward slash Ministry Aid. Again, that's PayPal.me forward slash Ministry Aid. Or you can um, write a check on money order to Finding Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina. That's 27358. Again, Finding Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. The Bible says in St. Luke 630, it says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, press down and shake it together, and run over shall men give unto your bosom. God bless you all. Love you. And thank you for your financial support of this ministry. All right. So it's another week. Amen. And I'm just grateful for all that God has done for us. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for those who come um, before and there who come in to watch those who listen by way of the podcast. Remember, uh, we'll be there in prayer on tomorrow at 6 a.m. Amen. We look forward to um, spending that time with the Lord with you in a corporate prayer. Monday through Friday is um, what we do. God bless you all. I love you all. I ask that you all continue to pray my strength in the Lord as I continue to pray for you. And if you need us, uh, you need anything, do not hesitate to give us a call here at the church. God bless you all. I love you all. You take care and you have a great one for the rest of the day. Bye-bye.